everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It is me, Adam Hunter. I am here with D. Greg Wilson. Hey. And Joe Perez. What's going on? Uh, people, I will be in Iowa this week at the Funny Bone in Iowa. And uh, on the week of 207, New Year's week, I will be at the LA Comedy Club in Vegas. If you want tickets, DM me. Uh, hit me up. I'll get you guys some comps. So you're going to be eating your turkey roll in Iowa. Yes. Although, you know, it sounds like they would have really great turkey. In Iowa, in really? Iowa. Probably. I, I feel like that's where they come from. A lot of farms, right? Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good sides. A lot of good sides. Uh, I've had a crazy, uh, crazy last couple of days. Um, last night I did this show. Of, uh, it was a virtual reality comedy show. Right. Uh, which my, my friend Steve, How does that even work? I'll, I'll explain to you, my <laughs> young lad. Uh, so Steve Hofstetter, who is my old roommate, good friend of mine. You might know him as the guy who, 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 who beats all the hecklers in the videos. Uh, he has all these heckler videos. I don't know if he beats them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he destroys them. But uh, so... Yeah. yeah, that's the word. <laughs> so uh, Steve is a, good, is a good friend of mine, old friend. Uh, old roommate so he's like hey man he's always like three four years ahead of everyone else and like all this stuff so he's like yo I got this doing this virtual reality comedy show so I've never done virtual reality before mm-hmm. I never even put on the glasses yeah. uh, so it's pretty amazing it is pretty amazing you, yeah. see, you watch the commercials for uh, what are, and you're like there's no way it's, it's, it's just great so but it actually is pretty fucking cool uh-huh. it's pretty amazing yeah, so I yeah, go yeah. there they, they give me these glasses and then you start pressing buttons and then like you're like backstage at a comedy club and then you press the button again and then you're the, you see the stage and you point the arrow and then you're there right mm-hmm. so uh, they have a real audience there like it's out of his house but he invited like 30 people to come watch it so mm-hmm. and then you get in and there's an actual audience of virtual people but they're real people and they're sitting there and, but they just choose like what they want to be so one's like you could be like a like a, a robot or a dragon or whatever but they're actual people yeah and then you tell a joke and they give you either the clap sign or the hearts, or you hear their real laughter, and they wiggle when they laugh. Uh, and then you hear the real people laugh, like in the in the studio. Oh my god! So it's like being at two comedy shows at once. And I was having a blast. I got a couple of groans. I'm like, really? Even in virtual reality with PC? Like seriously? Uh, but but it was really good for my kind of comedy because I, I do a lot of you know like short jokes uh-huh. and like like you know very like one liners. And they were all about it, man. Like uh, I had a blast doing it and it's crazy because you think like i hope this is not the future because there's nothing like being at an actual comedy show mm-hmm. uh there's nothing a live experience it's just it doesn't really translate to television that well and mm-hmm. being a comedy show you know the whole improv and and the comic riffing on the crowd and and just being there is, is is a very special experience so i hope it doesn't really catch on however the good news is that you can literally probably in the future perform in front of 25,000 people, virtual people. From your home. Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Which is fucking cool yeah. uh, because, I mean, you could, have the, you, could have, you could have a million people sign on from their, from their thing and listen to you, which you could never do at a comedy club. Mm-hmm. I think so, it would be far better, obviously, for, uh, for podcasts. Yeah. It'll be awesome for like, doing a virtual live podcast and stuff like that. I think for your actual stand-up act, though, I think it's very bad. Really? Yeah, because now all these people have seen your act, and they didn't pay to see it. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll work out a way where you could pay. To the that would be the, the way. Of... If they pay to see you, then that, that's different. I mean, if 10 million because people. Because then you don't have to go on the road to basically do the road. Well, In that you... case, it could be awesome. Well, let's say you have 5,000 people, and they yeah. each give you $2 to see your fucking act. That would be awesome. That's $10,000, and you don't have great. to leave your house. Yeah. So, but I, I do have a feeling that the people making the money will be the ones who set up the virtual reality studio. Yeah. <laughs> they'll just pay the comics. You mean Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it was an interesting experience. I've never had anything like it. Uh, so 
and then I'll go from there to the Dime Bar last night, uh, which was a fun crowd. Greg did it. It was uh, Jason Ellis came, mm-hmm. by the way, and I'm doing Ellis' show next week, so I'm super happy about that. Greg, oh, I didn't know that. Gre- well, now I am. Well, Greg's mad at me. I uh, am because, of course, I'm there. I, sh- you know, Jason Ellis is there, uh-huh. and of course, now I want to go next. Because, you know, with a bar show, you don't know how long people are going to stay. And, of course, he throws up this girl who, you know, whatever. She, she was, No, no. In her defense, she's a pretty big comic. Uh, like, in L.A. She's a, okay. She's a, Maybe okay. she is. Okay. I don't know. Oh, look, here, here's, my, here's my thing, Greg. Uh, I did not know Ellis was going to leave during the girl. I actually, during my set, said, please stay for the last comic a couple times. I was really trying to get them to stay. Yeah. Okay. Which you made clear was two comics away. Okay. Fine. I was like, please stay. I didn't know he was going to leave uh, during the girl, number one. Number two, you're a very hard act to follow. I like having you close the show. Number one, I can give you more time. I can give you 30, 30, 30 minutes. And number two. Uh, this is the curse of the closer. <laughs> it is. Hey, no, no, no. This is the curse of the closer. It happens to me all the time, I'm talk- too. Exactly. So you should know better. <laughs> then to fucking betray me like that I there's an opportunity be- right there <laughs> no, he was gonna leave no, you're like hey sit through this piece of shit and if you can stand it then we're gonna put up another well, maybe one maybe if you came if you on time that, maybe you came to the I show on time, time I'd be okay, there maybe you we- never put me up early I knew I'd be towards the end but the Chase Nels thing changed the whole thing oh I didn't know that alright I, 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 I thought he was gonna leave. I didn't know he was gonna leave they next never time. sit through garbage tremendous, okay. tremendous. not that she was garbage but you know she wasn't doing well she was struggling and in a bar show when someone struggles people leave and everybody left not just him, the four fucking fun party lesbians in the front also left. Like she walked a lot of people. See, this is the problem. See, this is this is what happens. See, I create a show, I book my friend Greg. There was even a fucking crowd there. Hey, I, still I get crushed. the whole, I get the whole fucking crowd not, in there. I didn't complain about it on stage. I, I work the door. I get fucking people in there to see you. Okay, yes. I go next door to the pizzeria to grab the four fucking yeah, lesbians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't have to fucking do that. <laughs> you don't. I've been on the Tonight Show fucking twice. I know. I've been on Last Comic Standing. And I told you that. I travel the whole fucking world, but I do them to fucking so that they'll see you. And instead of Wait, saying, I instead of that. saying, Adam, thank you for the spot. Okay, which you're, which you give me two spots a fucking week every time you want to do it. I you get fucking hey man, fucking blah blah blah. I fucking uh, uh, see. So I get shit. So fuck you, dude. Okay, you ungrateful fuck. Okay, all right. Wait, so wait, first of all, uh, one, I do respect your hustle, and I told you that first. Okay. Right. Remember yeah. that? Yes. And I said, I can't believe you still hustle like this. It's impressive. I can never believe that, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, someone with two Tonight Show appearances and a last Comic Standing finalist still hustles this way. Mm-hmm. But also, he's Jewish, and they pay him, and if there's no people, they don't. <laughs> so let's be clear, okay? So you do it for you as much as you do it for me. And I didn't complain about it on stage. I didn't get up there. And I went up there and crushed, and I did my job, even though the one guy that I would have liked to have seen me at that bar show left. I didn't know he was going to leave, okay? If I knew he was going to left, I would have put you right away. I know, right? but you got to know that that's the way that goes. I, no, I didn't know. I thought, I, had, I thought she was strong enough to fucking keep the crowd. Well, okay. that could have happened too. All right. So, so, are you excited to do Jason Ellis's show? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> this is my big break. So, <laughs> so, no, but I mean, I'm a fan of Jason Ellis's show. I like Jason Ellis. I just heard him on Stern. Look, yeah, and I wanted if to, anybody's uh, the Greg Wilson advocate, it's fucking me. All right. And I'm an advocate of you too. You know that. But I'm probably your biggest supporter in comedy right now. That's true because there aren't many. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, come on. Let's be. Let's oh, be. Yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. be. When you. When you. When it you just sucked that he. Walked out when you take a seven-month break second. from the fucking podcast, who who has the fucking seat warm for you on the right when you right when it's over? 
the guy who needs me the most. No, fuck you. All right. <laughs> no, but I I know. Listen, I tell you how much I appreciate it all the time. All right. So, okay? all right. That's that's that. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, uh, what else happened? So uh, I was watching. I should have gone on next. I was watching the American Music Awards with uh, uh, Bree the other night. I'm right? sorry for your pain that you had to well, suffer through. But at least you're spending time with your fiance. Well, that. This is great. Well, that, but also I, I have to like, uh, that, I, I, number one, I love spending time with Bree. Uh-huh. It's, it's great. Number two, I, I got I need songs to parody for the award show. I don't know it's hot, you know. I also like to see what's out there, but I never felt older because like they have uh, the chain smokers go on, and then this one, and, and Nicki Minaj, and blah, blah blah, and then Green Day and Sting. And I go to Brie, I'm like, thank God for Green Day and Sting because this show would have sucked. And she. <laughs> And she looked at me like I was 70 years totally, old. Totally, exactly. <laughs> Wait, Sting as in the police? Yeah, yeah. What Sting, the hell? Sting Why? is awesome. I know, but it's such a weird lineup to have Drake, Ariana Grande, He won Sting. like the Lifetime Achievement Award or oh, something. I love Sting. But, oh, it was great. It was a, but it was just a difference between the way you see all these like Bieber and their auto-tune and lip-singing and everything else. I mean, none of them, even the Chainsmokers, who, who like I could sing that fucking song. And, and not ha- and and you could still hear the fucking mic. Justin Bieber goes out there live. He 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 has his own track playing, so he could hear him. Not even the chorus, like right. like the regular part yeah. track. He sings three words and then takes the microphone and stops and lets the track take over for a minute. Yeah. And then has the crowd sing the chorus. Right. I'm oh like my God. lazy motherfucker. And then you see Green Day sing the whole fucking like. Sure. And then you see Sting. I mean, I'm sure you know it's not a new song for Sting, but Jesus Christ, I, like even Bree was like, "Wow, there's a difference between like." But it, it's just that. And then the last song, DJ Khalid, uh, Nicki Minaj, and Future go out. Right. It's a song. I, I'm not really a big fan of the song, but in the middle of it, DJ Khalid goes. You know, his whole thing is, we the best, we the best. <laughs> and he goes, number one song in the country during the song. Like, <laughs> like, you shouldn't have to tell the crowd it's the number one song during the song. I mean, other art forms, don't do it. you're not reading Moby Dick and then the whale goes, this is the classic. Yeah. You know, it's just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> what is that? Why is he telling me this is the number one fucking song during the song? Welcome to I Don't Get It with Adam Hunter, <laughs> with his fellow old man, the Greg Wilson. What is this music, these kids, with the, the chanting in the middle, and if you're number one, you prove it. It says it on the stat sheet. You don't got to tell anyone. In my day, you knew how to play a guitar. You knew how to sing a song. You know how to carry a melody. These kids stop and they're cheering for themselves. I don't get it. It's true. It's so fucking true. Ridiculous. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Joe's looking at us like, you both make valid points. No, dude, I, I'm 100% with Adam. I, I don't even know who anybody is, to be honest. I don't yeah. know DJ Khaled. I can't name one of his songs. Like, I know Sting. I love The Police. I love all the classic rock. That's where I'm at, you know. Yeah. But I, You're a quality kid, Joe. Quality thank kid. You, thank you, thank you. I know there are quality kids out there, because we like to think there are, that not everyone listens to this shit <laughs> and is like, oh, this is as good as it gets, guys. <laughs> Last night during my show, I go to the girl. I, I thought it was I, Khalid, by the way. Is it Khalid? DJ, I don't know. I think it's Khalid. You're all wrong. But last night during the show, there was three girls in the crowd. I go, what do you do? The girl's like, I I, I play music. I go, what kind? She's like, trap. 
I go, the only thing I know about traps is they catch mice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What, a trap beat. What the fuck is I that? I don't fucking know. You got me too. I don't know. I it's don't always know. the same shit. They just give a new name to it. Is that what it is? You know, it's this EDM shit, but it's somehow, you know, there's all these variations of it that yeah. to someone like us, old men, uh, it all sounds the same. When I was young, EDM. And, but to them, it all has like a little bit of differentiation that makes it a little when different. When I was young, EDM was house. That was right. fucking. Right, it was house. And house. Graduated from house. To, no, it's the same fucking. But it's the same shit. Exactly. What was the uh, not drum and bass, but there was a, a, a version of it that was hot. A few. What was it? Because it sounded like Transformers. It was dubstep. Dubstep. That uh, was. The, it was dubstep. Like, what is that? You know. Then dubstep went out. You know. And then it was, like, it was so terrible because it was Transformers. It was like machines. Shit. Fucking. Yeah. Exactly. And then and then it okay. Then there's like a, and then now trap. There was something in between that and trap beats. Um, but it's just yeah. But it is all basically very. Variations of the same. Yeah. yeah, it's electronic dance music. And it's then terrible. I, I was watching. It basically it. means I don't want to hire any actual musicians. I just bing bong bing bong bing. PS4. Thank you, tune. I, I never understood why people go to a concert to see a DJ. Yeah, like what the fuck? Uh, it is, yeah, it's weird. I mean. I could, I could like going to a rave at least. It was like I used to, I used to go. To, I went to a couple of raves and I was yeah, like, yeah. you do ecstasy, you try to get laid. But and that it's was still basically about that. That was the whole point. It was yeah. just to get laid. It's still about that. It is still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And then, and then I, I watched. That's the thing. Like one of the big ones. I don't know. He, he he's been one of the big ones for a long time. Dead Mouse. Mm-hmm. You know. But he, his thing is he wears this fucking helmet <laughs> that's a mouse shape with scrolling shit on it. And the thing is, you don't know if that's fucking Dead Mouse. <laughs> Like, he could just farm out a dozen dudes with the fucking hat. And you're like, fucking dead mouse. I paid $200. You're like, yeah, you don't even know if that's him. That would be, he would be a complete genius if that's the fact. <laughs> and I think that's it. It's like Jabberwockies. There's like 90 different Jabberwockies. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Or the other two guys that wear the fucking helmets. They're always winning. You mean Slipknot? Duh, no. That's like five guys. Lily Manilli? Slipknot, yeah, Slipknot does that. No, but then the other guys, they had that song with Pharrell. Up, to, up no, uh, Daft Punk. Daft, Daft yeah. Punk, that's yeah. right. They're another group that they can just, guys can show up in helmets. <laughs> and I honestly feel real Daft Punk is somewhere at home, fucking doing, loving it. Just like, look, they fucking think that's us, man. Like, <laughs> counting their money. Totally, loving it, getting paid. So, uh, and then I, I finished that uh, Scary Things. What's it I'm going to start wearing a helmet on stage. <laughs> What's that, that thing on? Uh, scary, uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I, I know, like this that. fucking guy comes up to me last <laughs> night. This is true. He comes up and he goes, hey, have you guys seen this show Stranger Things? <laughs> and I'm like, well, welcome to this past July, Adam. That was, uh, I loved it. I loved it. But it's weird. Everybody loved it. There are a million fucking boats on. Yeah. How do you do just now? Because I just, start, I just finally started watching Netflix. Well, you I, have a break in your road schedule. I'm surprised you don't watch more on the road. So, uh, but, I, but it's funny, though, because I'm watching it with Bree. And I go, you know, Winona Ryder used to be really hot. She's like, really? Uh, I'm like, like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, wow. Then I have to show her pictures of, uh, of her as a young, hot. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Like, right? It's yeah. Just, I, I, you start, like, because I still think she's so hot. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you sure. remember when Primus released that song, Winona's Got a Big Brown Beaver? No. And all that. Yeah, no, it's a Primus song. We'll look it up here online. Called Winona's Got a Big Brown Beaver by Primus. And. There were all these rumors that it was written about Winona Ryder because at the time she was a Hollywood, you know, mm-hmm. starlet running around banging all the guys in bands. Wow. So the big rumor was that Winona's Big Brown Breaver was about Winona and she looks like the kind of girl 
who would be one of those like skinny girls that has the big, oh yeah, the meaty. Vag. I can see it. I can yeah, see it. I could totally see it too. So I believe it. That's what I believe. It was it's just, super dark. Yeah, dark, dark meat. Yeah. Real dark meat. This kid in my acting class like told the story to the whole class. He was like this hipster skinny kid. How he took home an owner rider uh, one night after like a. I believe one of your night. wishes just came true. At like at like a bar, right? So like he like took her home. Yeah. And he tells the story how like she was a little drunk or she was tired. So she took a nap. So he like went to the bathroom and she was like, she took a nap or something. Like, and then she farted. Well, disco nap. She farted in her sleep. Oh, really? And he was so turned off by it that he couldn't, like, he didn't, he didn't even talk to her again. Which, and then Must all the. a nasty fart. Well, all the girls in the class got like, they hated him for like, ooh, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And, and I was on their side. I'm like, who cares that she farted? No I, shit. I, what kind of a weird dude are you? Like, yeah, go I, on. Chicks fart. Hit that shit. It. All chicks fart. Yeah. All humans fart. Yes. Fucking the Pope farts. I did walk in one time with my ex. Like she went to the bathroom and the toilet was clogged, and I saw her shit. <laughs> and, like, and, uh, and, it, and it wasn't even like it wasn't like a whole uh, shit. It was like diarrhea, uh, and, and it took me like a, a good couple hours. Oh, listen, to- it can ruin it for sure. It's yeah. just gotta be about how you care about that person. Yeah, that's, uh, so, that's uh, what love's about. Whose farts can you sniff for the rest of your life? Really? I don't know. I guess. Yeah, it's gotta be part of it. Yeah, my, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I fart so much in my sleep. I can't. I'm like, I, I'll like wake my girl up sometimes. I, I <laughs> You know, I, uh, uh, I I was doing a bit uh, for a little while. I was kind of working with it about how, you know why a girl never wants to spend the night, stay at your place for a whole weekend when you first get together? It's because she's got to go home and take a shit. Because girls take the stinkiest shits. Yeah. They don't true. want to admit it. So they wait till we leave. Even if they stay, they wait. You, they're like, no, nah, wait here. Because she's got a shit. <laughs> she wants to think, yeah, one time a, I, a girlfriend was like, oh, I'll wait here. You go ahead. And I left, right? And I went out. Uh, to, and then I realized I forgot something, came back, and I mean, I walked into a massacre. <laughs> it was, I walked in and it hit me in the face like a fucking brick. I was like, <coughs> and she was in the bathroom. No way. Shitting, and it wafted under the door and would just filled. I was like, oh, fuck. No wonder she was waiting for me to leave. <laughs> and I fucking just grabbed my shit and left again. I was like, oh, and of course she was smart enough to air the place out by the time I got back. But man, it did change things. Yeah, it was a very, very. It was graphic. Yeah. So have you and Bree broken the fart barrier yet? Not the fart barrier. Well, I mean, she hasn't farted. You're in front engaged of me. and you haven't broken the fart barrier. No. That's weird. Although the other day, like, I was talking to her on the phone while I was taking a dump, and then <laughs> she was like, "Hey, can you go get something?" I'm like, "I, I can't right now." She's like, "Why?" I'm like. Uh, I'm, I'm in the bathroom and then she realized I was taking a shit and, I was like, on her, yeah. and then I was just like oh man like I should probably I probably should have made something up you know I'm driving I'm in my car or yeah. something yeah it, was, it doesn't matter yeah. you don't want to have to do that with your fiance yeah. you want to be able to just be real so how, how was your weekend what's going on I don't remember all right. No, it was a great weekend. <laughs> no, it was a great weekend. It's funny because remember I mentioned that I was going to be at Canners. Oh, by the way, everyone wants us to do our promos up front because yeah. nobody waits to the end <laughs> to hear yeah, yeah. what we're saying. So I'll be at the, uh, let's see, I'll be at the South Point Casino this Friday night nice. I love that in place. Las Vegas doing the Dirty at 1230. Good. So come by if you uh, hate your family and spending the weekend in Vegas. Right. Uh, and then uh, and then I'll be back there at the Stratosphere the 12th through the 18th and the Comedy Spot in Phoenix over two years. Okay. There you go. By the way, if you like our show, we are on Tipify. And also, people, if you want to advertise on our show, 
We're, if you want us to, to sponsor your product, oh, yeah. hit me up. Hit me up uh, at Adam Comedian or AdamHunterComedy at gmail.com, and I will discuss pricing with you. And you could be, you could, if you want your stuff mentioned on our show, if you have some kind of sports gear or this gear or that, anything you want, uh, we, uh, we, we, will, we will advertise for, on you. So, Joe, you have a funny story for us? What was that? Oh, it's not that funny. I mean, uh, every week I try to go on Tinder and meet new girls and... Right. But I'm actually serious. Should, I'm actually should. serious about it. But these crazy stories always happen, you know, because these girls on Tinder, there's always something wrong with them. So this isn't really a Tinder story. But last night, I was in my film class. And for this class, we all have to make like a two-minute-long movie. Yep. And so we all filmed our movies. Uh, and we were screening them in class on the projector. And someone uh, started to screen their movie. And it was playing. And it was blah, blah, blah. And I noticed that the, the actress... In the movie, she's like something was weird about her. You know, so I started. Oh, here we go. I started to pay attention to her a little bit. I'm like, she. I don't know what it is, but this girl looks familiar. And so, like maybe like 30 seconds goes by, and there's like a close up of her face. And I was like, oh my god, I fucked that girl. No way. I swear to God. Nice. Nice. I mean, what are the probability? I mean, I had no idea that she went to the same school as I did either. Oh, that's great. And I even told the woman next to me, I'm like, yo, I had sex with that girl. <laughs> Good for you. And what that girl say? Oh, no, she just didn't even say anything. <laughs> I'm sure she was like, okay. <laughs> she probably turned to her friend and was like, weird Joe, weird Joe. Yeah, okay. Is that, so that's the story? That's pretty much it. This is, this is proof that we live in the Matrix, because only this will happen to me, man. It, I don't understand it. Has this ever happened to any of you guys where you... Uh, I've had women uh, who who have slept with me that I didn't realize were married uh, later tell me they were like, "Well, I'm sitting there eating dinner with my husband, yeah. and we're clicking, and there you are." And she's like, "And I spit my fish out," and he's like, "What's wrong with you?" He's like, "No, that I don't think I've seen this." <laughs> so you know, shit yeah. like that does happen. And of course, girls that I've slept with are, are on TV shows now. Yeah. Uh, so I see them, and I'm big fans of them. You know, what I'm shows? like, "Hey, look at her." So which I, girls? I, I'm not gonna say. Oh come on! No, oh, this you won't tell. I can't tell. All right. I can't tell. They can tell. If they wanted people to know, they could say it, but I'm not going to say it for them. You know? That's the worst when I'm watching a porn. I'm like, oh, shit. I think I fucked that girl. And then, oh, way to brag, Adam. Way <laughs> to like brag. Is that bragging? <laughs> like, uh, well, to me, it right. is. All right, go to on. You, right? <laughs> all right, let's go. All right, so anyway, let's talk about uh, the fights. The fights that happened this weekend. Tanya yeah. Ebinger and Invicta lost. Uh, I actually, oh, fuck. So Tanya lost mm, her yeah. fight. It was a weird ending. So what happened was, I think Tanya... Grossly underestimated this girl, her ground game at least. Tanya took her down, oh. took her down against the cage, and then the girl got her into an arm bar. Uh, and it was a tight, under, tight arm bar. The girl was strong. But then Tanya stepped on the girl's neck to get out of it, which is legal. I've never seen it done in MMA. I, I, maybe I've seen it a couple times, but she stepped on her neck, which is totally legal, and the ref said, you can't do that. You, have to, you can't step on her neck, which is legal. You can't kick a person in the face, but you can step on their neck. Okay. So then Tanya tried to wiggle out of it, and then the girl got her in a tighter position, and then Tanya tapped. Now, Tanya's very upset, and I guess that like, the referee messed up, so now there's going to be some kind of a rematch. And that's what happened to Tanya. Well, I'll say, especially if they, uh, you know, if they call it and, and it's like, and it's legal, then that they put her at a disadvantage and put her back into a disadvantaged position. Well, they didn't call like it. Did, they didn't stop the action, but 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 they were like, they basically told Tanya, you can't do that. 
And then she and then she did something else, which yeah, it, it did. Oh, well, they told her to take her foot off her neck. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get your foot off your neck. You can't do that. It's yeah. like, but yes, I can. Yes, she can. Right. So the ref didn't know that. It kind of sucks. Tanya's first loss in like five years or something, or some wow. kind of crazy, crazy a, a long time. Or, or definitely, was still on a five fight winning streak. I feel sorry but, for the girl. She's going to take that out on. Uh, well, she's gonna, I think hopefully she'll fight that girl again. Yeah. I tried to make her feel better. I meant out on the streets. <laughs> the poor. I, I meant the poor girls. <laughs> 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 take it out on them in bed. I told Tanya. I, said, drive I tried to make her feel better. I was like, listen, if I was a lesbian, I'd totally go for you. And uh, You making a fighter feel better <laughs> after a loss is not a service you should provide. I got to say. There should be no Adam Hunter's post-fight recovery program. There is. Hey, you want to? You want to get I, a snack? I gotta say, some hey, of the, little buddy, you want to go for ice cream? Oh, yeah, I'm not. You want to get a? <laughs> you want to get a snack? You want to go for for maybe some chips and queso? I gotta say, so some wingdings. Speaking of which, right? So Jake Ellenberger, right? So I, I was reading you these texts last night. I don't know if you oh, so you. funny. So Ellenberger, I tried to get on the podcast this week. I'm just gonna read how the. Uh, how and just so people know, when it comes to booking a podcast, you guys think it's so fucking easy. Dealing with fighters is not necessarily the easiest thing to do, right? Yeah. You have to kind of. It's like so. Anyway, no, you put a lot of work into bringing this all together. So I go, hey brother, want to do the podcast this Tuesday from twelve to two, which is today. Also, I'm driving to Vegas to watch your fight. We'll talk about that in a second. So Jake writes back uh, an hour later. Destruction. Period. Scorched earth. <laughs> Deep. So I wrote back. That's a very normal response. Yeah. Uh, and then he writes back, "No survivors." <laughs> so that I write none. Oh, he's like, in fight mode. That's what it yes. is. Yeah, he's but, in fight yes. mode. But like, just I, like, like what destruction scorched earth? Like, like that? What? Like, so what did you say? Like, it's, uh, it's, he's he's texting what he literally is yelling in the cage. Like, <laughs> scorched earth, and then he stops and oh, that's a good one. <laughs> no survivors. That's a good one. I'm gonna text that one too. No like I'm gonna take the break from screaming it to actually tap it in there. You know what I feel sorry. He's probably doing voice to text too, and it probably took nine tries because it was like no replacements. Like I have no idea what the fuck you're saying, bro. That's hilarious. Scorched earth. Okay, let me just type it. Scorched. Earth, go back. Scorched Earth. Dot send. Scorched Earth. So that was that was Jake, right? So then I hit up Nate Diaz, right? This is great because I try to get Nate Diaz on the podcast every week. He, ne- <laughs> he never responds. If, if you look at like our text, it's just blue. It's just blue. You don't hear much. Like, so I'm always like, "Hey man, he never." I, I have a show in Vegas. Hey man, uh, look to see you. It's just nothing. Amazing fight. Nothing. So finally, I go right back. Uh, hey Nate, do you want to be on the podcast tomorrow? It'd be an honor. That was November thirteenth. Nothing back. I back back yesterday. So now I'm just like, all right, I'll take a different approach. So I write, can't wait for you to be on the podcast this Tuesday. Thanks again, Nate. You rule. Like he never even agreed to be on it. Yeah. Figured, and he writes back, LOL. <laughs> and that's his only response. <laughs> Out of all these texts, when he finally goes, can't wait to have you. He's like, LOL. Like hilarious, dude. And then I write back, does that mean you'll come on? And then no response. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's my. Oh my God! So that's that's Nate. Uh, then Dana. You're one of those guys that causes other guys to change their fun. <laughs> <laughs> People wonder why celebrities change the number once they get big, right? Whatever. It's because fucking like Adam's texting them 22 times a day. So you're on the podcast today. <laughs> and then I hit up Dana White, right? So I'm like Dana. Uh, so I want to get two tickets to the Ellenberger finale, blah, 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 blah. And then I ask him also, I need your, your address and he, he, uh, for an invite. He writes back, just thumbs up, right? Which I don't mind. I asked him two questions. So I, 
like, so I don't even know what the thumbs up to. Or, or, I think it's to the tickets. By yeah. the way, so, so I'm, I'm going to drive down to watch uh, Jake fight. It's a mm-hmm. good card. Jake's on the card. Sarah McMahon. Mm-hmm. Other people on the podcast. So I figure I'll take Greg, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, fuck. Wh- like, I know we're going to get the prime seats. Like the prime front row. Like sitting next to last, last time I sat next to Chris Angel and Wideman and all these people. So Greg's going to come. But I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Because he I've, calls me up this cocksucker. I've been around Greg at the Invicta fights. So mm-hmm. We had really good seats. And it was embarrassing. He was screaming, <laughs> kill him, kill him, kick his ass. Not even towards one person or the other, just, just for violence. Okay. And everyone was looking at him. They, they, yes, it, it's almost like I was at a live fight. And the fighters stopped fighting and looked at him. That's, that's, how, that's how bad it was. <laughs> like, Are you kidding me? They accepted my coaching and they used their name. In bitch. fact, one of the fighters called him out. After the fight, they said, I want to fight that guy. <laughs> so, so, Greg, I'll take you to this fight. I think it'll be fun. We'll go to Vegas. We'll have a good time. But I don't want this to be the last time I ever get tickets. Look, and this is what he told me. And I said, listen, you know what? Here's the thing is I act at a fight the way you're supposed to act at a fight. Adam acts this way at his fucking bedroom. Okay? <laughs> now, we, Ellenberger wins in his bedroom. He's jumping up in my arms and screaming and jumping all over the place. We go to the live fight and he's like, just respect the audience. And just, you know, this is a live event. Respect the seats. And fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. So you are you going to act, act like, like a ma- me? You're going to act like a you maniac? Need, you, know, you need to be yourself. That guy in the bedroom, that's the real you. And you stop worrying about all the b- bullshit and enjoy yourself. But what? But I don't want you, you always to bo- act like everyone's judging. I don't us. want you to bother people in front of us or next to us. They're not going to be bothered. Don't worry about it. We're at a live fight, okay? Everybody's cheering. We're supposed to do that, okay? I'm sorry, I'm not posing for some unknown cameras. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. At I, least, you know. at least, wear the MMA roasted T-shirt unless there <laughs> so, are cameras there. Yeah, so people who those people yeah. never allowed back. Never allowed them back in. <laughs> it's supposed to be. It's a live. The last time I kicked them out of the seat and told them to sit down the down yeah, the down other the section. Other, yeah. <laughs> and I was cheering from there. I gave them a timeout. <laughs> so I can't like, help oh it God. if you're a lousy fan. I'm not a lousy okay, fan. I'm a great fan. I'm getting that's you, how you're but supposed I'm getting to you the tickets, though. I know, but that's how you're if supposed you're, to act. If you were bringing... You're the guy who goes to a fucking rock concert, and when the people in front of you are fucking cheering, and you're sitting down going, down in front! No, no, no. You're that fucking guy. It's different. It's different at a rock concert. And then you're fucking watching it on your TV going, fuck it! I don't know. All right, the verdict's out. I don't know if I'm taking anymore. Based on this, I, I want to take you. I'm not going to change. Uh, no promises. F- no promises on tickets. All right. All so right. <laughs> we, 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 I, I have to think about this. I have to think about this. Anyway. So anyway. So Saturday there I was. I can't a, believe you. Like you're mad at me for enjoy for yelling at I, a fight at I, a live mm. event for for cheering. I can't believe it. It's ridiculous. Isn't I can't it? believe it. Joe, how do you feel? You know what, man. I'm. Take it from my point. I'm a young 20-year-old kid in between the funniest comedians in the country. Oh, thank you. So I'm going to take both sides. Yes. Adam, I love your respect for the audience, especially in the expensive seats. Yes. However, if I'm at a live event like that, I'm like, Greg, I want to go crazy. Yeah, but what, if, but what if he's going to bother the guy who gave us the tickets right in front of us? Like when I was okay, there. I would never bother Dana. You're talking Dana's about. Dana's going to be right in front of no, us. No, he's not. Yeah, you he don't is. know what seats yeah, we're going to get. I, I, Listen, if Dana's there, I'll be quiet as a mouse. Because the last time Ronnie from Jersey Shore was next oh. to us, acted like you did, and everybody <laughs> was fucking like, get this fucking guy out of here. Like everybody was like, this is, like, it wasn't just me. People were like, rolling, the people were like, you got to be fucking kidding me. 
uh, like so there, there are kids around it's like you know <laughs> kids around so don't worry about the blood <laughs> flying from people's loose skin on all right, there's no face. kids around i made that okay. up all right so so but but i don't know i all right well well the verdict's out the listen verdict. And who were you? You were so embarrassed because some, you know, fighter girl was sitting in front of us who was very sweet. Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza, who was very nice. But I mean, what, who, what, who cares? All right. Let me think about it. Anyway, so Saturday, right? There's like 30 fucking fights on Saturday. I hope he gives you nosebleed seats. That's what I hope. <laughs> well, your nose will be bleeding regardless. You can be there. That's right. That's right. Because I know how to live. <laughs> yeah, until you're 60. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's the only time it's enjoyable. No one after 60 is enjoying it. Trust me. Everyone uh, after 60 is like, I just want to join my friends. So, all right. UFC Ireland. Uh, was uh, Saturday morning. I, I woke up. I watched it on Fight Pass. Look, first of all, when there's the problem with like all day fights, because it was Bellator, there was two UFCs in boxing. I'm watching it from my couch, and you're seeing the most like in shape, baddest motherfuckers. And I'm on the couch all day, mm-hmm. debating whether I should get Chinese food because I'm too lazy to go to take it, to, to drive to the fucking Panera Bread. Uh, you feel like such a bum when there's so many fights. I do at least because I'm like anyway. So I'm watching these fights and uh, uh, Kevin Lee. I gotta say Kevin Lee, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he went up against a straight killer. The guy was like 15 and one with all first out, and Kevin took his shots. Took his best shot, took some crazy kicks that would have folded a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. Came in, second round, took the guy down, choked him out. Kevin Lee, badass, then does what he says. Calls out Conor McGregor, calls out Khabib, curses up a storm in <laughs> Ireland. In front of the children? In front of the children, in Ireland. I mean, fucking Jesus. I, go, I wrote, the guy's got more balls than... Caitlyn Jenner's mantelpiece. Okay, but, but, <laughs> I'm like, fuck yeah. Kevin Lee made me proud. So good for you, Kevin Lee. Yeah, way keep, to go. Keep doing what you do. Uh, another person on the Motown card. Motown feed, now I'm back again. You should do that. Yeah. Uh, was uh, Tim Johnson, by the way, who we had on the thing, He uh, on the podcast. He's from Omaha. He had a great fight. Yeah. I thought he won. Yeah, me too. Uh, but he's, he's the guy who's a bouncer at a strip club. Yeah. He's an Uber driver. Yeah. He's in the army. Got a big mm. fucking mustache. <laughs> fucking dad bod. Just a bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Went up against this fucking Russian that was the Bellator champ. Almost had him out. Other ref, if the ref would have stopped that in the first, it wouldn't have been the contract. Controversial. It was pretty close to it being stopped. And uh, he lost a tough one, but props to Tim Johnson because that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. And then uh, the, Musa- the main event, Musasi versus uh, uh, Uriah Hall. Yeah, it just wow. seemed like Uriah Hall yeah. gave up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like, I don't know. This is Uriah Hall. I'm a fan of Uriah Hall. I like Uriah Hall. I'm friends with Uriah Hall. But he's really got to think, like, like, what. I don't know. Talk about a guy who like would benefit from a sports psychologist because sometimes he's a fucking phenom. And then other times something gets in his head where he's just like confidence. Because I didn't think he – I mean, who knows? When Masas is punching me in the face, I'm probably going to give up too. But, right. but Jesus, uh, Uriah Hall is better than, uh, than what he's been showing. Um, other agree. fights on that, on that card, uh, Laba versus Ishihara. Uh, this is one of those reasons why I tell guys – don't worry about being entertaining. Just win the fight. And obviously, as a fan, you want to entertaining fights because you're going to have guys like Ishihara, Labov, who hands down brawl. And that's, that's what it was. It was a fucking brawl, hands down. Good fight. 
got to give it to Laba, but it also shows you how important it is to have the hometown advantage mm-hmm. because they, 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 you know, when you're in front of your hometown and like Ireland and you're Irish and you're Conor McGregor's best friend. Well, he's and, Russian, right? Uh, yeah, but he he's tra- a Russian hammer. But he, tra- yeah, but he trains out of Ireland. Okay. Like he's McGregor's boy. Uh, so that was awesome. Uh, Marion Renault. Another, uh, uh, I think, you know, I think underrated as far as the hot chick goes, but uh, just killed Judy Eva. Looked great. Good for Marianne Renault. She's been on the podcast, you know, single mom, mm-hmm. just great teacher, works at a school. That's awesome. Fighter. I'm a fan. And then Brett Johns beat one whole cock. Yeah. Uh, Brett John looks great. We actually have one whole cock uh, here right now. Uh, cock, so what, <laughs> what happened? It was a big surprise for me. Why? I didn't expect him to be a very good fighter. Yeah, but you said you were going to just destroy him. I was going to use dove technique. And what happened? I was going to fly above him and descend like dragon. Okay. I ran out of dragon. (laughs) You ran out of the dragon? (laughs) I was more dove than dragon. It turns out, easy to kill dove. Yes. Yes. Now, do you think you could beat Brett Johns if you ever fought him again? No. Oh, really? I do not believe I can beat this man. Okay. Well, all right. So now you're nine and one. Who do you want to fight next? Conor McGregor. <laughs> oh, my you God. You think you could beat Conor McGregor? Listen, go for the number one. Okay, yeah, but you couldn't beat Brett Johns, who's a good fighter, but McGregor seems like he's a different league right now. I just don't like the way Brett Johns smell. Uh, really? It was a smell? Smell very much like a garlic and a scissorine. Oh, all right. Well, listen, uh, one whole cock... Uh, you fought tough. You didn't give up. It was your first UFC fight. Hopefully, they'll give you another chance. I hope you don't get cut. Next time, uh, I want to uh, maybe get the massage before the uh, fight. Uh, okay. My penis was uh, inside of my body. Really? Yes. The wind inside, and they made me pee in uh, like a fountain spray. So your cock was in you? It went inside of my body. Hmm. That's, that's not good. <laughs> So I lost my confidence before the fight. So you were no whole cock. I was no <laughs> inside the cock. You were inside cock. Yes. Oh, so to one whole cock became inside cock. Inside the no cock. Inside no cock. <laughs> Fuck, man. Well, listen, cock. Next time, massage. Massage. Uh, bring a cock out. Next time, you make him uh, uh, strong like a sea serpent. Okay. All right. So next time, you'll get you'll get a massage, and your cock will be bigger. Yes. Be like a two whole cock. Two whole cocks. Okay. Well, listen, cock. Uh, I look forward to seeing you back in the octagon. Uh, you know, listen, it's just one, don't let it set you back. It's just, it's just one loss. It was a major disappointment. Half of my family commit the Harry Carey. Oh, that's terrible. The whole cock family? The whole cock family. Oh. Oh, the cocks divided in half, huh? <laughs> now there are only half cocks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I, well, listen. We are running around half cocks. That's, that's not good. That's not good. Listen, cock, uh, I'm a fan. I, you know, it takes a lot of guts to get into the octagon, with, especially without a cock. And uh, you'll be back. I hope so. All right. Well, thank you. That was one whole cock, people. Uh, everyone, uh, everyone was a big fan of yours, and you know, you, 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 you I will be back. You will be back. Uh, let's talk about UFC Brazil. Ryan Bader, a little nog. Listen, guys, in the UFC, I get it. You want to sell tickets in Brazil? The Nogueira brothers are legends. But this is getting ridiculous. Well, there's uh, a reason they're legends. Because they're from the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me with this shit? Although, I mean, it's not like he went right out in the first round or anything like that. But, I mean, come on. Yeah, but it's just, it was just watching an old guy get beat up. Yeah. Uh, and it's it just, 
and the and now they're making BJ Penn as the main event against Yair Rodriguez in mm-hmm. in uh, in Arizona. What the f- guys? Listen, BJ Penn is one five and one in his last seven fights. Okay, one win that was a controversial win, five losses. I think it was a controversial one. Five losses and, and then one, one, uh, one draw. Yeah, Rodriguez is like, what's his record? He's like 20 and, I mean, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I watched him knock out uh, Andre Philly. Uh, I mean, he had Philly on, I mean, he was planking. He was fucking done. And Philly's a tough fucking dude. And then he beat uh, uh, Alex Cesares, who's a, who's a, you know, Bruce Leroy. I don't think it's going to end well for BJ Penn. And I understand it's like, okay, yeah, you know, he's a legend. But have them fight each other. Have BJ Penn fight Diego Sanchez. Yeah. Have Jim Miller fight BJ Penn. Have BJ Penn fight uh, Joe Lozon. There are guys in that, you know, who are not in their prime, who are late 30s, you know, or in, in fight years, even mid 30s sometimes is old, uh, even early 30s in fight years is old. Have them fight those guys. You're putting these young fucking bucks uh, uh, who's going to get a name. It's like, I don't know if this is. Pre Joe, past Joe Silva era, but I don't think Joe. I don't know. It just it bothers me because I don't want to see BJ Penn get his ass kicked, and I, I don't want, I don't like seeing Little Nog get fucked up by Ryan Bader. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just it was, to me that was stupid. I'll tell you who stole the show was uh, Usman, uh, Camaro Usman, uh, who who just beat up Warley Alves, and uh, we've had Usman on the podcast before. Good guy, mm-hmm. uh, very underrated fighter. Now he's nine and one. Uh, Warley Alves is is no joke, and uh, and uh, you know props to the ref because at the end of the fight, Warley had him in a guillotine and was going to the ref. He's sleeping. He's sleeping. He's out. And the ref was like, "No, he's not." And, yeah. a, lot, and a lot of refs, I feel like in Brazil, yeah, would have would have folded under that. So props to the ref for not listening to him. But uh, yeah, that was cool. Almeida looked great. I heard uh, Bellator is going to launch a bi- announce a big fight coming up between Forrest Griffin and Butterbean. <laughs> so it's going to be a real hot number. Uh, Manny Gambarian <laughs> retired, which I think is a good call. I- I've actually I've watched Manny in training. The guy's a beast. Yeah. But when you get... When Were you, you masturbating when, at the time? When you're getting dropped by... Uh, I was behind CB masturbating. Was, <laughs> when you're getting dropped by jabs, when, when jabs are putting you out, it's time. It's time. Yeah. It's time. So good on him to retire. He's had a great career. Uh, and Claudia Gadella... Versus Courtney Casey, uh, I don't understand. I know short notice fights, but when you put the number one ranked girl in the world versus an unranked girl, like what? What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Uh, it's just, but it was it was it was you know the props to the girl Bellator, and we're going to have Michael Chandler on the podcast in a couple minutes. But Jesus, that Benson Henderson Chandler fight was awesome. Awesome, and Chandler. I mean, Chandler did what Chandler said he was going to do. Went out. You know, went out there like a firestorm in the first round and then tried to just maintain through the next four rounds, having spurts of energy and spurts and stretches, long stretches of survival. But it was funny to me that Benson Henderson even thought that he'd won. You know, I don't think he'd done anything to win that fight. No, he didn't win a round. Maybe maybe one round. But I mean, for the most part, I was just like, Benson, what do you think? Because at the end, I mean, he had a flurry at the end. Yes, he he put some, he got some blood out of his face. Yeah. But I mean, but that was just one. I was like, you, what do you think you did to win this fucking fight? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does win a lot of controversial split decisions. So maybe he was. I I didn't see it. I was like, dude, you, you had one good round. You know, 
know, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just thought it was funny that he was so, and then he was devastated when he lost. Like, what? What? I'm like, are you out of your mind? Were you in this fight? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it was definitely the most, it was definitely the closest one-sided fight that you'll see, though. Yeah. Like, it was a very close one-sided fight. No, the clo- the, it was strange. Like, let's talk about the closest non-sided fight, and that was the MVP fucking bullshit. That, that yeah, that uh, that was weird. Because- you remember how disappointed I was at the challenger that they picked for this guy, and I was so glad when one of the judges gave him all three rounds. Because I was like, that's right, you cocksucker. You can't just wiggle at a guy and never throw a fucking punch and think you won the fucking round. You don't win with attitude. Having the most attitude in the round is not one of the things they're judging this on. What I don't, I don't get is MVP has a chance to be a huge star. Yeah. Uh, you, and he was put on a Saturday night, great card, American audience, prime time, Spike TV, and that is not the way you win fans. Uh, you, 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 I understand he's a counterpuncher, but sometimes you have to have a plan B. Uh, you always have to have a plan B. Well, that was the thing. The other and, guy wasn't going to get baited. That's what I loved about him. He was like, no, I'm not going to do it. You can dance around. You can shimmy your shoulders. I'm not going to fucking. You got to come here. Yeah, but the other guy wasn't really had a plan B either. It was like two guys that were just trying to. Totally. They both just stood there. And uh, <laughs> it, it was a weird, ugly fight. And I don't know. I mean, not what. That was not the MVP that I'm accustomed to seeing. Ben Askren said MVP sucks. He tweeted out MVP sucks. Even our, even what's his name, uh, Mike Perry said MVP sucks. Right. I, <laughs> and, and I don't think he, so. I think MVP is a fucking star. And I think he's amazing. But you got to give him somebody that he's going to fight, well, and somebody that's going to fight him. No, you, you no, know. No, I mean, you, no, you don't. You have to give him a. T- I, I think that was a good step up in competition, but he has to realize that eventually that's going to lose him a fight. That style, yeah. Uh, uh, that eventually, like, I don't know. It's so fucking weird because I do think he won the first two rounds. I still think MVP won the first two rounds, but it's just it was a strange. But the third round, See, I didn't think he did win the first two rounds necessarily because when they would engage, the the other guy, the Mexican, what was his name? <laughs> uh, the Latino, my brother, my cousin. What was that guy? Uh, what's his name? MVP versus. Uh, Where's CB when we need him? CB, quit fucking doing nothing <laughs> in the woods and get back down here. We know yeah. you ain't doing shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, MVP versus Fernando, right? Gonzalez? Was that it? I don't know. It was super Mexican-y. But anyways, um, love the guy. But I was just like, you know, I, I was like, when they did exchange, I felt like he got the better of the exchanges. He tended to get more. I felt he got more in when they would exchange. Yes, there was a lot more dancing and showing off coming from MVP. And at the beginning, it seemed like he was really dazzling this guy. But when they would exchange, I felt like like me hermano was getting the better. Of I didn't think so. I did. But I, anyway, so we were going to have Cleo Valentine. And on one the judge, by the way, went with me. So. We were going to have Cleo Valentine. And I was so excited because I wanted Joe. Joe's never met a porn star before. And I was going to try to set you up with her. She just said she got hit by a car, or her car got hit, and now she's not coming to the podcast. Well, the logical thing for us to do is take this whole podcast to the, <laughs> to the scene of the accident. I'm with you, Joe. I think this kid's brilliant. Let's this go. This needs to happen. So I got, got hit by another car. I'm not going to make it. I am so sorry. So she got rear-ended. Again. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. This is what happens when you wake up at 12.59, like, oh, fuck. We're going to... Car accident. You think it was? Chicks love, listen, chicks love car accidents. You don't accident think she got into a car accident? As a, no. Really? No, I don't. Um, well, anyway, we are going to call Michael Chandler. 
Uh, but that sucks. I, I was hoping that. Uh, I think she partied till six a.m. and really? uh, and her holes are sore. <laughs> so, <laughs> not a bad way, in a good way. She's got to ice that shit. Have you ever? She's got to sit in a bucket of ice because she's got appointments. Have you ever had your hole sore, Greg? Uh, no, I don't think so. My, yes, I have to take that. Yes, I have had sore holes. Yes, that's right. My nostrils. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. Very sore. Bleeding, right. in fact. Woo, they so take a beating. So we're calling the champ right now, Michael Chandler. Um, wait. Which, God, what a so, fight. This guy so loved it. it it's going to start recording? Yeah. I hope so. Well, you're here. You're, luckily, you're here to provide IT support. Uh, Hello? Is this the champ, Michael Chandler? This is him. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It, it is. I'm here, Adam Hunter. I'm here with D. Greg Wilson. You're the champ. Uh, Joe, the kid Perez. So, How are you, man? Oh, dude, I'm great. I'm uh, living the dream. Taking a little, little yes, a little uh, time off, and uh, living the dream, man. That fight was awesome, by the way. That was one of the best fights of the year. I, you know, I, I was telling him. I think that was the most. It was the most competitive one-sided fight I've ever seen. You know, like, you won every round, maybe the last round, you maybe give it to Benson, but it was still a, a close, good fight in some weird, strange way. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I, know, I was actually just talking to my brother, man, and my brother's been with me since the first fight, and I've, I've fought like crazy. I've fought like a madman before. I've fought, you know, with no composure, no, you know, I fought with reckless abandon in so many fights. I feel like this fight... I was a lot more composed. I was a lot more, I looked more like a veteran out there. Oh, and, yeah. You know, Benson Henderson, man, you say what you want about him. He is, uh, he's one of the most complete guys that has ever stepped into the cage when it comes to cardio yeah. and tenacity and never, never backing down and tough chin. So I'm very happy with my performance. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I won at least four, you know, I think I won four out of the five rounds. And, uh, but it was competitive all the way through. Benson Anderson never, ever goes away. He's a tough, tough, tough dude to finish. Yeah, he's like herpes. Uh, were you <laughs> Were you surprised he was able to kind of not – he was able to take your punches and keep going? Yeah, I was. Um, you know, I mean, and, I, and it was just I, – I visualized myself knocking him out in the first or second round so many times, you know. So, so when it didn't happen, you know – I just had to kind of take a step back, forget about it, you know, you know, not feel like I, I failed by not finishing him, and, and uh, just keep on plugging away, keep on throwing punches, staying calm and composed. But man, he's, I gave him my bit, my, my biggest shot, man. I was hitting it with some hard body kicks, hitting it with that uppercut, hitting it with that overhand right, that slam on his neck, the suplex. Shout out to all the wrestlers. Listening. Oh, the suplex. Um, had to had to do it for the for my wrestling homies, but it was uh, it was good, man. It was it was a. Uh, He's a tough, tough dude. I was surprised that slam didn't knock him out. Yeah. I'm... I was I was hoping it did. Honestly, honestly, he landed on his neck and his head, and he kind of he kind of looked like he was dazed there for a second. I don't know if it was just because he went feet over his head or what what whatnot, but for a second, I thought for a split second, I got really excited that he got knocked out, and I was about to go down in history as one of those guys who knocked someone out with a suplex, but. Lo and behold, he got back up, and I kept throwing punches and kept winging punches at him. It was it was amazing. Now afterwards, he went to shake your hand, and you were, you didn't want to shake his hand. How come? I don't think he tried to shake my hand. 
It looked like he came to your corner to shake your hand, and you were like, nah, get the fuck out of here. I, I, I didn't know what was going no. on. What happened? No. The only, the only interactions that we had, there was three of them. Number one, right when the bell ended, he, like, walked up and basically got in my face. I was, I was, I mean, I figured he's a tough competitor, but he's a, he's a, he's a decent guy. I figured he was coming in for, like, a hug, a, uh, you know, congratulatory, you know, great fight, great competition hug. Yeah. And he didn't. He was just, like, staring at me and breathing in my face, so I just pushed him away. Okay. Yep. And after that, um, and then after that, he obviously had enough in his gas tank because he didn't leave it all in the cage that he went to every single corner, basically, and started screaming dumb things into the crowd and then he got into my corner where my cut men my coaches my family was and he was like screaming out into the crowd near my family so i pushed him out of my corner okay yeah. and then the only other interaction we had after that i got my hand raised i went over and that's when i grabbed him by the shoulder turned him around gave him a five and a hug and said you know thanks for a great fight so that was our three interactions but the first two were just like uh, you're kind of uh you're kind of out of your element dude Okay. Yeah, I, you know it was weird. I didn't know you couldn't see it because you couldn't see with the hands. You know, it did. I get. I, I I assumed he was going over to shake your hand. So. See, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, most people would assume that Vincent Henderson, nice guy, competitive but very respectable. When that round ended, he just kept he just kept walking forward towards me and kind of like got in my face and like looked at me with these big bug eyes and breathed in my face and I was just like. Beat it, you know. I was like, beat it, nerd, and then I walked away. Beat it, nerd. Beat it, nerd. <laughs> well, that was the thing. It seemed like it's like it was like. What, is he pleading his case now that the fight's over or something? Like, I, I was like, what made him think he had a case here? You clearly won the fight. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and and uh, it just goes to show, man. Some, some people leave enough in the gas tank to be able to, you know, take the victory lap and and pace themselves and they leave it up for the swim back to the boat. Not me, man. I freaking burnt the ships. You know, <laughs> I burnt the ship. I had nothing left in the gas tank. I'm the kind of guy that left it every single ounce of my being in that cage. Hell and yeah. when that when that fight was over, I was uh I was spent because I spent every single second inside that cage trying to finish a man and uh he didn't. No, dude, I I love that you're the champ because, you know, I mean, you go pretty way. But I mean, I met you a couple of years ago at my show. You came with your wife, uh, and you know, every one of your fights is entertaining, and you work so hard. That's what they were saying. Even even like in college, you know, you said you took second in the state in wrestling. You weren't, you weren't, you know, recruited or you were, but you walked on. And, and it's like it's like you're you're a guy who, I wouldn't say you're an overachiever because that that assumes you don't deserve what you deserve. But you're a guy that's worked for everything. You're yeah. not a guy who's naturally the most talented guy. You just work your fucking ass off. Respect. And that's, uh, that's the kind of person that I like when I coach kids. That's, uh, that's what I look for in the kids. Like, to me, that's, that's more valuable than anything. So. Yeah. I mean, that's – yeah, and that's uh, – and uh, on, uh, the more and more – the older I get and the more, the more and more I'm around, you know, sports and whatnot, I mean – it's hard work isn't what it used to be anymore, man. You know, I think, I think so many people these days expect things to happen for them and they think they can take the easy way out or they think they can be, they think they can, their talent will get them so far. They think they're, you know, they think they'll do great things and great things will happen to them if, you know, if they just uh, think they'll get lucky. But man, I, I was the kind of guy I grew up, my, both my mom and dad both worked two jobs to make sure we had food on the table for uh, us kids and, and scrape by just enough money so I could go to wrestling camps in the 
summertime, and they gave me every opportunity that they possibly could for me to be great. And, you know, my my gift back to them and my gift back to all my supporters and all the fans who believe in me and love me is you just go out there and leave it all on the line, you know, and, and literally fight my heart out, literally, literally not have anything left because I spent my whole entire, you know, energy stores for a fight, you know, for a performance. And that's, that's what I've done since day one. And I'm going to continue to do that until I retire. I love that, man. I mean, that's comedy is the same thing. People just expect, oh, you know, I wrote a couple jokes, book me. You know, they, they, they don't know, like, the extent of how hard it is to make it. And, uh, and that's why, Greg, that's why I'm outside fucking hustling. No, it's, I it's, know. I respect I, that game. I, I respect that hustle, man. It's, 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 it's the Mike Chandler effect of, yeah. like, you know, there are plenty of talented there guys out there. but so I like it. I like that. The Mike Chandler effect. I'll take it. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag Mike Chandler effect. Now, uh, now, Josh Thompson tweeted, ha ha, nobody knew who you were until I signed with Bellator. Mike Chandler, I'm the reason anyone knows who you are. Just say thank you. What, what is this? What is that? That, that, is, uh, that is the most absurd <laughs> tweet and, the most, and the, the most sad attempt at being witty and uh there's no way he's serious uh but he doesn't believe that everybody knows that's not true i will i'm gonna mop the floor with josh thompson and when he wakes up in the middle of the cage and i'm getting my hand raised uh, i'm gonna make him say you're sorry i'm gonna make him say he's sorry i'm gonna make him apologize for just being an idiot <laughs> now is that is that your next fight i love that is that, is that your right, next? yeah it better be that's that's who i that's who I want, and uh, he said February. It's not going to happen in February, and it's not going to happen in San Jose. Um, he had his opportunity. I I was going to fight him in his backyard in San Jose last May, or this past May. He had his opportunity. He uh, he sissed out and didn't show up to the fight. Made me made me do a double training camp. Made me spend an extra eight weeks away from my wife. So he's going to pay for it, and it's not going to be in February, and it's not going to be in San Jose. We're gonna we're gonna fight where I decide we want to fight. Love it. I mean, I love it. Josh Thompson's a tough guy, though. You know, you can't count Josh out. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys. Every time you underestimate him, he, 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 he you know, he has he got that win over Nate Diaz. He's a tough guy. So you know, that's going to be a good fight. Yeah. Very good fight. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm looking he's, forward he's to tough, it. I mean, he's, he's another. Yeah, he's another one. He's like Benson, man. He's not. He's hard to finish. He'll take your best shots. He's good at evading shots. So you know. Even if his chin isn't uh, as tough as Benson, he's good at he's good at just barely making you miss. He's good at getting in your head. He's gonna talk to you. He's gonna taunt you. He's uh, he's kind of sneakily athletic, and he's long, and he's and he's a, and he's a veteran of the sport. So it's a big a big name, a big a big opponent, and it's a big fight. So and that's what I'm in this that's what I'm in this sport for, especially when I'm in Bellator and I don't get the opportunity to be on the biggest platform. Sometimes you know I want the biggest names I can fight. Benson was one of them. Just just uh, took him out. Now Josh is next, and after that, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if I stay at 155 or go up to 170 to, uh, to get some big fights. Now you were the highlight of the night. The low light was probably MVP's fight. What did you think of that fight? Did you see it? Uh man, yeah, I didn't see it because it was right before me. I was warming up, and and I like to not. I like to detach myself from from the fights whenever I'm, you know, warming up and stuff. I don't like to. I don't like to invest too much emotion. Because the fights are on back in the back room, but 
I watched it last night when I got home, and uh, I gotta say, man, that was uh, that was that was tough, man. I, I don't get it. I don't I don't get what he was trying to accomplish. I know that's his style. I know he gets in guys' heads with the with the dancing and all that stuff. But man, you just for a fight for a a referee for Jason Herzog to actually stop the fight. Yeah. Look him in the eyes and say, you have to fight. This is basically a stall warning. I mean, we haven't seen that in a long time. You yeah. know, that's, a, that's embarrassing. So uh, he's got to clean that up or he's going to find himself He's gonna find himself losing a lot of fans because fans already think he's too cocky and they already think he's disrespectful and they already think he showboats too much. So you do those three things and then you get a couple bad, boring fights like that, it's a recipe for disaster and losing a lot of fans. So... He needs to watch himself. He, he needs to start taking this, taking this fight, these fights a little more seriously, and come out with a better, a better, more dominant game plan. I think. Did you uh, hang out with GSP at all when he was there? Uh, I didn't. My uh, my grappling coach worked out with him though. Him, uh, GSP, Chael Sonnen, and my my grappling coach Neil Melanson all all worked out right before the uh, right before the show, like 3 p.m. on the day of the show, inside the cage and. GSP loved Neil's stuff, and they exchanged contact info, and I think GSP is going to have Neil come out and train him a little bit. So hopefully I can tag along and go up there and uh, get some work in with GSP, man, because he's, uh, he's one, of my, one of my idols in this sport. Is he coming to Bellator? I don't think so. I mean, no matter what, Bellator, Bellator is going to throw around some, some good money to some people, but... GSP would make, I think, a lot more money in the UFC. You know, those those big time, those big time uh, pay per view numbers that, that he's able to do, and those big time pay per view payouts. I mean, I don't think Bellator can really, I don't think Bellator can really compete with that, to be honest. Now, you you fought Eddie Alvarez twice, two wars, uh, two great fights. Were you surprised by the McGregor Alvarez outcome? Um, hindsight's twenty twenty. I look, I look at that fight. I look how it went down, and I think, man, that's what Connor does to people. Connor can do that to people, you know. Um, but I thought, you know, I stand corrected. I was wrong. I thought Eddie was going to weather the early storm, uh, and Connor was gonna, or Connor was going to land a couple of those left hands. But Eddie was going to eat them, maybe get hurt a little bit, but but be able to uh, survive. And then Eddie was going to land rounds three, four, and five, and and win the decision. But I stand corrected. I was wrong. We saw. Conor McGregor at his best and on a whole nother level. And I think he is definitely um, better than a lot of us thought he was. You know, and, and if you don't believe in Conor McGregor, you better start believing in him because the guy is the real deal. And uh, I have no problem admitting that. Uh, you know, as a guy who's in his same weight class, yeah. if I had the opportunity to fight him, I would, I would love that opportunity. Um, so I by no means look up to him or I'm scared of him, but I, I respect him and I – I admire what he's doing in the sport. He's, he's paving the way. He's making a ton of money. He's getting a lot of eyeballs on this sport, and he's going to help us all out in the end. How do you think you would do against Conor McGregor? Um, I think I beat him. I think I, uh, I think I do. He, no matter what, you're going to get hit with that left hand. You got to be able to withstand the left hand. Um, I think my chin's strong enough to withstand the left hand. I think my cardio is better than his. My wrestling, grappling. Um, and just overall aggression are uh, are in a better place than his is. So I'd have to weather the early storm. I'd have to take him down. I'd have to beat him up a little bit and uh, rain down a firestorm of punches on him. 
and uh, make him give up. But well, we actually, I, I like my chances in that fight. We, we actually have Connor here. Connor, uh, Chan said he would beat you. How do you feel? I'm a little impressed that even his mind, he can imagine beating me. Like you think you could beat Mike Chandler? I don't, I don't even have to think about it. What would you do against Michael Chandler? I would just look at him and I'd blink once with the left eye, twice with the right eye, and he'd go down. Uh, Mike, did you hear that? I did hear that. Uh, Connor, Connor sounds a lot like the Lucky Charms Leprechaun guy. <laughs> well, you know, before I was a fighter, I had to make a living somehow, some way. Those potatoes aren't free. <laughs> now, 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 Michael Chandler, I mean, just beat Ben Henderson. I mean, he, he's beaten a lot. He's the Bellator champion. I'm not going to lie. I watched his fight, and I was very impressed. Michael Chandler is a hell of a fighter if he's fighting little girls. <laughs> he doesn't have a chance against a real man like Conor McGregor. Mike, did you hear that? I did hear that. I did. Well, Benson, Benson does have uh, some pretty girly hair. I see, I see where you're coming from. And he's got, and it's, I, I tell you what, though, I got, I got to give it to him. He's, his hair smells really good. Like he must, uh, he must wash it. I was, I was a little, I was a little nervous that it was going to be some like nappy, smelly hair. But he was, he was uh, had a lot of uh, what's that stuff? Cocoa butter. He had oh, cocoa yes, butter yeah. all over him. He was slipperier than heck. And he smelled, and he smelled uh, like Pantene Pro V or something. So nice, and nice. Kind of smelled like a girl. <laughs> Wow. There you go. So, uh, listen. Now, what do you think of uh, Bellator signing Fedor versus Mitrione? I mean, back in the day, Fedor, when he was in his prime, and I mean, he was beating up Kevin Randleman and Crow Cop and Big Nog and Mark Coleman, that there was nobody that could beat him. But now, the Fedor that gets beat by, or that gets hurt by Fabio Maldonado, that gets beat by, uh, you know, a Bigfoot, is this even going to be, I mean, do we want to see this? Um, I think we do. I think we do. I think I think no matter what, it's, it's Fedor, man. You know, and he's he's uh he's still a huge draw. He's still uh you know he's still a fan favorite. And uh, you know we'll see. I mean, Matt Mitrione's a tough dude, athletic. You know, I think he uh, uh, he's a good trash talker. But I don't think you're gonna see any trash talk in this fight. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, nobody trash talks. Yeah, nobody, nobody trash talks Fedor, man. Fedor's a legend. He is literally the last emperor, you know, literally. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I think it's a big time fight, a big name fight. Is it necessarily the most relevant fight? No, but that's why Bellator's got guys like me, who is a relevant, lightweight, uh, a relevant guy who's top five in the world, and uh, is continuing to shine light on the Bell on the Bellator brand as a legitimate guy who has a win over the former number one lightweight in the world, Eddie Alvarez, who just beat. A perennial top ten, top eight guy, uh, Benson Henderson, one of the pound for pound best, um, and, and an overall exciting fighter. So that's why they got legit fighters like me, and they got the big names like Fedor and uh, you know all the other kind of uh, I don't know what you want to call them exposure now, fights if you want to call them that. Now, now round five, were you in danger at all? No, I, I wasn't in danger, man. I was, I was, uh, you know, the energy stores were running low. Um, it would turn into a grappling match. He wasn't really, he wasn't really trying to get away. So I just kind of kept wrestling him, kept kept grappling him, uh, kept trying to get to a position where I could where I could do some uh, punching. But no, I mean I wasn't really in danger. He took my back that one time, and next time we're next time we're together, I wanna I wanna show you this back mount escape 
because um, I learned it. I learned it in college from Pat McNamara. And when a guy throws in hooks, I actually throw. I actually throw a guy's legs in for me, and then I grab the wrist and I spin out of it. So go back and watch the fifth round and watch me reverse them. That's something that I do all the time. I let a guy take my back and then I reverse them. Um, so that was pretty much the only time I, you know, quote unquote, looked like I was in danger. Really, you right. see with a couple of elbows to the ribs, elbow to the elbow to the temple, and then literally. The most unfortunate part of the fight was with eight seconds left. Eight seconds left out of 25 minutes, he kneed me right in the eye, and I got a cut over, yeah. over my eyebrow with eight seconds left in the entire fight. So that was about it. Right, right, right. Now, you got a very hot wife. Is it your wife now? Do you guys get married? Yes, my very hot wife is my wife. Yeah, yes. okay, your very hot wife. I met her. I met her twice. She looks. She gets, she's getting better looking, by the way. Uh, you guys have been together yeah, since. Uh, you guys are together since since your Mizzou days, right? Um, right after. Right yeah, after. Yeah, we. Uh, I I knew her dad in college and uh, had a couple of mutual friends in college, and she's from. She's actually from Columbia, Missouri, where Mizzou is. How do you know her dad in college? Was he one of he your was, I classmates? Just, I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I chipped a tooth in wrestling, and then, thank God, uh, thank God they sent me to him as a, as a dentist. He fixed my tooth, and I saw these pictures saw these pictures of this cute little brunette um, with him, and I was like, yeah, that must be his daughter. He's a great dude. I knew I knew his reputation. He had a great reputation around town as, like, a, uh, a Christian leader and, and led Bible studies and all kinds of stuff. He was a, he was a great dude, and I was like, man, she's hot. She's, uh, she's got an awesome dad. I'm going to go ahead and uh, try to pursue this girl, and here I am married to her. Nice. Now, that night, you fight, you're tired. Is your wife just like, lay down, let me take care of you? Or is she just like, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to bed? <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my, wife, my wife can't get enough of me. We, we, hadn't seen each other. we hadn't seen each other for a couple weeks. Um, so we're, uh, we practice making some babies. Nice. I mean, you, so you still have energy after five rounds of Ed Henderson. You still have energy to kind of bang your wife. <laughs> I don't care. If, yeah, I don't care if I had ten rounds of fighting. I I always got enough energy for her. She's a uh, she's the most amazing thing on the surf. So nice. It was enjoyable. There you go. What All a right. guy. What a guy. Well, listen, Mike Chandler, you're the champ. The champ. Long live the champ. That suplex is gonna live. As one of those MMA moments that they show in all kinds of clip shows forever. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah, my buddy. Uh, my buddy who was who won the Bachelorette with uh, Caitlin Bristow a couple seasons ago. Uh-huh. He uh, he just cut to get he just cut together this video. Check it out. I just retweeted it, and it's like it's the suplex to that song. Uh, that song from Southpaw, where he's like, "I'm a mother." It's me slamming Vincent Henderson, and then it cuts to a couple different like uh, NBA players all like holding their mouth, like saying, Dim! you know, so <laughs> nice. check it out. I, just, I just tweeted it. It's pretty funny. All right, cool. I'll well, give I'll check give that you. out. Well, Retweet listen, it. Chandler, man, good work. Uh, be good, brother, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. You got it. Thank you for having me, man. I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Congratulations. Uh, that, was, that was the champ. The champ. Cool Michael was, Chandler, cool week was, of, take some time for MMA Roasted. How cool Hashtag is that? Team Roasted. That's pretty amazing. It is, right? That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, he just defended his title, what, three <laughs> days ago? That's fantastic. That is fucking cool, man. You know? I mean, that really is awesome. And, and it was a hell of a fight. 
Yeah. And that suplex is one of those moments mm-hmm. that everybody's, I mean, in all the clip shows, all the little intros, when they show those badass moments of people collapsing and shit, that suplex is going to be in those sets. Yeah, yeah. No, he's right. I'm actually, I'm looking at it right now. It's a suplex, and then it cuts to the basketball players going, oh! <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Michael Chandler, for coming on the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh I don't know. Also, Kimbo Slice's kid lost, Baby Slice. Oh, it was right? his first pro debut. He kind of gassed out in the second round. He lost to a guy that was 0-1. Well, you know, here's Stockton. the thing. We, you know, I mean, we haven't seen the backyard videos of his warm-up fights. <laughs> so we don't know what kind of condition. <laughs> he needed a few backyard brawls first, you know, just like his papa. I mean, I was gonna say like I was gonna say like he he gassed out like the apple doesn't, but my but the guys these guys the, the father passed, passed away. Yeah. You don't want to you know it's kind of that long ago. That's the thing. It's like you, you, it's like you don't you know, you got to take into account when, when it comes yeah. to jokes. You have to kind of take into account so that that was in bad taste. You know, yeah. uh, we were talking yesterday about like uh, outside the, the dime bar. We we're talking about like shows where like. Like the, the something crazy happens with the comic before you, and you and you have right. to you have to uh, address it. Yeah. You, like like for example, I was in Fresno and this was a black comic going on talking about how he hates black vagina and these five black because it looked like Brillo or something and these five black women got really angry. One especially just started yelling at him, and there was nobody to tell her to quiet down. Right. Like she was just it was then it turned into a conversation, and he did everything wrong when it comes to dealing with a heckler. Like first he's like I am sorry, you're right. I, you never want to apologize <laughs> unless you're at like it depends on what you've done I mean in this case maybe you should. <laughs> it sounded like you're like I'm sorry I like, mean maybe yeah but right I don't know but there are ways to do it there are ways to like you know I don't know he the way he did it wasn't good okay put it, put it that way mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily his fault but but it was just just a, the way he did it was so then I go on stage next right and the crowd is now like it's just tense and I go Let's talk about black pussy. <laughs> right away, I cleared the, everyone's like, no, and it cleared the air. I wasn't going to do that. It was like, and then there was another time we were saying how I was at the haha, and there was like six people in the crowd, and this guy, Frazier Smith, was there. If you know Frazier, he's a radio guy, kind of an old school comic. I love him. A lot of one liners, funny guy. Yeah. Uh, and he's up there, and he does a Pete Rose joke. Right, and he's like, "Oh, it's like gambling with Pete Rose." So then, after he after the set, I'm outside waiting where the comics hang out, and this huge, big, tall guy goes up to him and goes, "Hey, man, I didn't appreciate your Pete Rose joke." And he's like, "What? What are you, a son?" He's like, "Yes, I'm, I'm a son. I'm Tyler Rose." Right, and, <laughs> and he was like angry about it. Did he have the same haircut? He was tall and like I guess he he was professional. So, I mean, he made the minors. He did okay, but like right. he was maybe was a basketball player, something. But but he. Uh, but he, he wasn't like getting physical. He was just, you could tell he was just hurt by it and, yeah. and kind of angry. It wasn't like he was going to beat him up, but he was just like, I don't appreciate he was genuinely it. Genuinely. Genuinely kind of. Yeah. He and took it personally. Took it personally. But did in a way where it wasn't like I was like worried there was going to be a fight, but it was to tell he was pissed. So then I go on stage and I'm like, so I was fucking Pete Rose in the ass. Like, <laughs> and he's like, come on. And I'm, like, I'm like, I'm kidding. So like, that's my way of diffusing the situation of just wor- of pretending it's the worst possible, you know. And then, uh, by the way, Pete Rose, I got to say, I'm so happy to see him on baseball. Like, yeah. on, because I remember being. I in- was shocked, first of all. And I was like, well, I guess they can't keep him from broadcasting. But I was so happy because one of the saddest things I've seen in a professional athlete's 
Because Pete Rose, when I was a kid, he was just he was at the tail end of his career. But I had his, his baseball card, and he had the most hits in baseball. His nickname was Charlie Hustle mm-hmm. because he hustled, yeah. you know. And he's a, and, you know, and he he had a gambling problem, and that and people in my family have gambling problems, like serious gambling problems. So I could you know identify with how hard it is to deal with people who have that illness, and you you know I I have a lot of empathy for people with gambling problems. So. It was one of those things where I saw Pete Rose. He is at some sports, some mall in, in, in Vegas. I think it was the one by Planet Hollywood. And they paid him for like nine hours a day to sit there. And yeah. you, you get a, and if you spent more than $80 on memorabilia, you got a picture with Pete Rose. But instead, there was a curtain. And there was nobody there. And you could take a People were just walking and taking pictures of him like he was a fucking zoo animal. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I saw it, too. It was very depressing. In fact, I walked right past him. No one was even looking at him. He was sitting there. I walked right past him. I was talking about, who's that? Pete Rose, and you're just and I turn around. Sure enough, he's sitting there, and he looked very depressed, very depressed, all down, John, just sitting there like someone want to buy some pictures. Like it was pretty bad. It was very depressing. I'm with it, it was, re- and it, it wasn't like. And the thing was, like I've seen people at. I used to work at baseball card shows as a kid. My dad used to sell baseball cards. He had, he was a vendor. loaded in packets of he, cocaine. He was a vendor, <laughs> and I used to sell baseball cards, and and you yeah. would see these like you know. Warren Sun was signing, or Ricky Henderson, and yeah. it was cool. Like all the a, guys that lost their money on blow. As a kid, though, <laughs> you, you would see lines of people. Right, about. right, right. But this wasn't one of those situations. No, <laughs> and it was just sad. So anyway, so that, that was my Pete Rose. <laughs> you know, dads are walking by with their kids, going, "Look, he got caught cheating." <laughs> you don't want to be like Pete Rose, do you? <laughs> I never want to be like Pete Rose, Daddy. That's right. Keep moving. Don't make eye contact. I'll owe him ten dollars uh, but sometimes i uh, like uh i remember i was doing a show in modesto and it was right when like first it was the gary condit thing happened where he chandra levy he was the, the congressman who had an affair mm-hmm. she was missing and then right after that it was scott peterson who lacy peterson he was one of the dating Peterson, and she was missing and he killed i, I believe he was married he was married to her and then she i think she they found her in the water and she was dead it's the whole thing so Modesto's a very small town. Like it's not a big place, Modesto. Mm-hmm. And for like these two scandals to happen in this, it's kind of strange. So I, I go, I go there. I'm working fat cats in Modesto, and I, I my opening line was like, uh, "I go, it's great to be here. You hear so many great things in this place, and like the news." So everyone laughs, chuckles. I go, I feel, you know, first you got Gary Condit, and then Scott Peterson. I'm like, "What's in the water?" I'm like, Lacey Peterson. And then it was just fucking, people started laughing and then booing and then laughing again. Like, thank God it was, I, I, I got out of it, but, I, but it was just like, gee, yeah, sometimes you can, you can guess wrong. It's so uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you have to kind of read the crowd. Yeah. Uh, have you ever guessed wrong on the crowd? Oh, a million times. I don't remember my highlights like you do. Uh, <laughs> but it, no, you just, you really have a strong memory. When you come in, you tell us all the things, your riffs you did and things like that. And I have to really think about my shows because uh, uh, I just don't remember them that way. You know what I mean? It's almost like once they're done, they're gone to me. I know. You know? I mean, That's people, what I was thinking though. Like, I people was trying tweet to, me things but it's crazy, that I've Greg. said and, and clips and I'm like, oh yeah, hey, that is funny. You know? You got to get better at that because I, I, I was pitching you for a couple shows, a couple shows I'm trying to sell. So when Online and I found your, you know, your white boys in the hood thing, mm-hmm. and then a couple of your, your comics unleashed. But the problem is that like you don't capture enough how funny you are like live. 
Because even like you're, even that thing where you have people like, that's the funniest comic ever, and you, you just show the crowd laughing. But some of the shit you do live is like fucking genius. Like I, I, I'm crying laughing. <laughs> I'm literally crying. And I'm like, man, if only people can see this. You well, know? that's because you're only looking at the TV clips. Because I do actually cut a lot of my rip. Now, I have a backlog of years of video, yeah. like you do, like you do. You put it up. That we want to cut and put up and everything. But, you know, no one gets into stand-up comedy to be an amazing video editor. I know. <laughs> and it's taken me a long time to get comfortable with editing stuff and doing... Because anytime you hand it to somebody else, they cut shit and you're like, why would you pick this? Yeah. <laughs> you missed all the footage. Like, but I like this part. Like, I don't care what you like. Go with what the audience is fucking laughing at, you yeah. fucking idiot. So we have to learn to do it ourselves, which I've now learned to do. And I put some stuff up there. If you look at my Comedy Club Live uh, stream, as opposed to the TV stuff, that's got more of my riffs and all that stuff that does show more of the excitement that I create with the crowd. But it's, it's fucking it's hilarious. So if, you, if Greg Wilson comes to your town, go see him. Thank you, buddy. Uh, and if you want to book me and Greg Wilson, yeah, uh, we will come to your town. We will uh, come to your town. So what all you got to do... Cheap. We're not even expensive. No. So if you want to have a show... Uh, we could even do it a podcast live. Uh, Literally where, half the pay can be in cocaine. So where you want me and Greg to do a, a, a two-man show at your town. Uh, maybe even Joe will come and open. All right. Oh, yeah. And CB, he'll be. No, let's calm down. CB's uh, not coming on the <laughs> Please. We can't have the police following uh, us from state to state. Where is CB? Now the FBI's is investing home. us. He went to his parents at Mammoth. But I'm saying, if you want me and Greg to come to your town, we will do private shows. By the way, you don't have to say his parents because any place he goes is his parents. <laughs> Oh, by the way, CB is actually calling in right now from the road. Uh, CB, how are you, man? You know, things are good. Um, you know, I mean, my parents are, uh, you know, they're assholes. Uh, but I can't live without them because they support me completely. Why are they assholes? Because, um, you know, they're always saying things like, CB, you know, uh, graphing isn't a real career. Uh, you know, why do you smell like another man's pubes? Um, you know, whose torso is this in the basement? You know, all these intrusive questions. It's very, you know, or something like, God, you made me want to move out and get my own place. And then they won't pay for it. And it's just like, you know, seriously, I mean, uh, seriously, you know, they, they're lucky they're still alive. Now, why? Now, why do you? What do you mean by talking to show alive? Are you gonna hurt them or? Listen, I don't hurt people. I ma- I let them make a choice, <laughs> and if they choose death over pain, that's their choice. Got you. Now, why do you smell like pubes? Well, you know, in the graphing is very difficult business. Greg could never stand it. You could never stand it because you really got to embed yourself inside the fight world. Okay. You know, and that often means hours of waiting uh, under a toilet seat. Right. Which is one of my best places to be. That's how I got uh, Ron, Ronda Rousey's, uh, that, that imprint. Yes. Was, uh, Ronda Rousey was from that. Well, wait, wait what's, what's the imprint? You haven't seen it? No. It looks like a butterfly, but it's really her coochie. Wow. So you were underneath the, the, the toilet while she was squatting Th- that's down? That's right. She sat down right into it, and I sold it for $10,000. Wow. To who? Myself. <laughs> so, so you bought an imprint of her coochie? Well, I had to borrow the money from my parents. <laughs> Right, and then I and then I I PayPal'd it to myself. So you just gave yourself ten thousand dollars. Well, but then it's not a loan. <laughs> okay, that's how I earn a living. Now, what did the coochie look like, Rodney's coochie? It looked like a, a large bird had run into the side of a building. Oh, wow, wow, that's a big coochie. It's a lot. All right, and now, its wings were spread. <laughs> real high. <laughs> well, that's a bet. Well, all right, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'm you CB were- Gold. <laughs> CB, you were there. CB Gold's Golden Gold Graphing. <laughs> okay. And and Pussy Prince. Okay. That's pussy. my new store. Pussy Prince, Golden Golden Gold, Musical Instruments, 
and Pussy Prince. You said, now who, who have, whose Pussy Prince are you going to get as well? Well, uh, I have yours. Oh, thank you. Wow. It's a, it's a nice uh, pussy. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> It's a large, uh, it looks like somebody dropped a two-pound bag of wheat yes. onto a canvas. Okay, my, my, all right, nice. All right, so now what's your, uh, I never ask you, what graph are you most proud of? I think the one I'm most proud of is Elvis Presley. You got, you graphed Elvis Presley? Well, digging him up was the hard part. <laughs> you dug up Elvis Presley? I did. I dug him up. I made sweet love to his belt. Right. And then I got him to sign a, 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 a portrait. So you actually, t- how, how does a dead guy sign a picture? Well, you got to help him out. It's like having a grandparent with Alzheimer's. Right. You really got to step in there and, you know, co-pilot the situation. So you put a pen in Elvis's hand? His dead, <laughs> his dead bony hand, yes. And then you had him sign something. And then I had him sign something. It was a picture of myself. <laughs> wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's so impressive. Which is bad planning on my part. It didn't sell well because people were like, how do we know this is Elvis? It's a picture of you. <laughs> well, listen, CB. Uh, it sounds like you're having a great time in Mammoth. All right, Mom, I'm coming. Uh, <laughs> God, they won't leave me alone up here. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I wanted to bring Greg along because they hate him. Uh, so I thought he'd be a nice disruptor to take the attention off of me during Thanksgiving dinner. And someone has to eat the yams. Well, I hope but he wouldn't turkey come. and many bodies. So, well. are you kidding? The, the whole point I'm here is to bury the the bones. Oh, good. good yeah, good, I'm going to spread them out all over Monmouth. Oh, well, good luck, CB. Thank you That's for calling in. All right. Uh, that was that we have at CB. This has been a great podcast. We've had CB, One Whole Cock, and Michael Chandler on the show. Uh, this By week- the way, uh, <laughs> yes, I would like to change my original choice of fight. Okay. I don't want to fight the Conor McGregor. Okay, who do you want to fight? Amanda Nunez. I, I mean, that's the female champion, One Whole Cock. Yeah, so I only fight the champion. I know, but you can't fight girls. Are you sure? Yes. I don't know. CB God does it all the time. <laughs> he, he fights girls? Uh, yes. You don't know about this underground girl fighting ring? I did not know about that. My first three fights were in this ring. Oh, wow. Of course, they were just a body hanging from a meat hook. <laughs> That's good. One whole cock. You, you're very strange. I, I didn't know this whole side of you existed. Listen, I love women. Okay. And I rub to fight. You rub women and you rub to fight. Well, so thank you, you put them together. I rub to fight the women. Thank you, one hole. Take thanks for have a thanks happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> gotcha. Well, listen. Uh, this Saturday night, <laughs> this Saturday uh, fight night. Um, it's Robert Whitaker versus Derek Brunson. Good fight. Robert mm. Whitaker is coming on strong, looking great. But I got to give this to Brunson. Uh, I know it's in Australia. I just don't think – I just think Brunson's not too hot right now. He's just been, just been going through people. I mean, Uriah Hall, Salma Alvey, a couple other guys. And Whitaker's good. I just think Brunson's next level. Uh, also on this card, Jake Matthews is uh, the guy that uh, – uh, Kevin Lee beat. Uh, good fighter. <laughs> They really, what? They really put up, put together a who's who, of who. He, well, he's good, they, Jake. They're like, okay, who doesn't want to spend Thanksgiving with their family? <laughs> he's fighting Andrew Holbrook. Well, they don't have Thanksgiving in Australia. Uh, That's why they sent him to Australia. <laughs> Holbrook uh, lost to Joaquin Silva in one round. He beat Ramsey Nijem, a good, good fighter. I thought, I thought Ramsey won that fight though. So that that's the co-main event. Uh, Kyle No. That's the co-main. <laughs> Who's fighting in the main, in the Coco? Uh, the Coco is Kyle Noak, a good fighter, very good fighter. He's fighting Omari Akhmadov. I love uh, that you don't even you don't even know how to pronounce their names. Uh, Kyle Noak's on a two fight losing streak. 
Uh, but he was, on, he was on a hot streak before that. He lost a... Please tell me this is a pay-per-view. <laughs> no, it's on FS1. In fact, actually, they pay you for two think, No, I think this is a... Uh, I think is it this, Bellator? What is this? I think this is a fight pass. <laughs> Bellator. It's not fight even being broadcast. It's fucking fight pass. It's a fight pass, right? No, it's right here. Fight night. <laughs> yeah, but fight night still could be on fight pass. Fight night in uh, England. No, fight night wouldn't... It wouldn't say fight pass if it were fight night. That means it's on Fox. It might be fight pass prelims. I don't think so. I think that I think this whole card is is on a uh, is on is on uh, fight pass. I'm pretty sure. There's three fights. I on think fight that pass. tells you everything you need to know about. <laughs> I love. It. I feel like they listen to our podcast and heard, heard heard us bitching about how not all of these are pay per views, and they're like, "Yeah, let's just put it on fight pass." No, because fight night was last week. Was that was a fight night card? The one from England, right? Saturday morning. The Belfast one. Yeah. That was a all fight pass. I know, but it said yeah. That was that was fight night ninety nine. The other one was fight night one hundred. It was the same day. They're both fight nights. So huh. I think this would be a fight night as well. But it says right here FS one. Where does it say FS one? Right oh, here. Oh shit! You're right. Okay, you're right. You're right. It says FS one. It does say it right in front. Listen, of Listen, I know you need him to do the technical stuff, <laughs> but you shouldn't need him to read. That's a good point. Okay, uh, the the big logo that says FS one. That should have been. The, <laughs> The big tip. I love that Joe literally just pointed at a point on the screen, like right there. So FS1. The fight that I'm looking forward to is uh, Sohee Ham. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm ready for some Sohee Ham too. After all that turkey, a little Sohee Ham is delicious. It's like a palate cleanser between Thanksgiving and Christmas. A little Saturday Sohee Ham is just what the doctor ordered. So he have is fighting Danielle Taylor. Uh, I remember she fought. Uh, uh, she fought the last time. She, she fought. She lost her first fight. She fought pretty tough though. She's from around here. She lost to Mara Moroz. Yeah, yeah, the girl from Poland. Uh, so so he ham is fighting. <laughs> So, Everyone needs some Sohi ham. She's pretty cute. After well, Thanksgiving. She's a little cute Asian chick. She's mm-hmm. cute. She's from South Korea. All Asian girls are cute. Uh, they really are. They right? really are. They're adorable. Yeah, so it's the guys that are creepy. So Sohi ham versus Daniel Taylor. Who are you picking? Oh, I'm going with Sohi ham. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Why? Uh, based on the last three minutes of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm basically. <laughs> You want me to act like I know who the fuck these bitches are? Fucking no. Chris Cabozzi's fighting. We love Chris. But on the show, he's fighting Daniel, Daniel Kelly, who was an uh, Olympian from judo twice uh, from Australia. Daniel Kelly, like, wins these fights. He comes in, looks completely out of shape, uh, does not look good, and then somehow pulls off these wins by knockout, usually. Uh, he lost to Sam Albee, though. But Chris Cabozzi could win this fight. I, th- uh, I think Kelly's, like, 40. But I think Kamozi's going to win. I hope Kamozi wins. I like Kamozi. And then John Tuck is fighting. That's Ellenberger's partner against Damian Brown. Uh, the Super Scion is fighting. Uh, filthy Rich Wallace is fighting against the French Spider. Listen, after 205, this is the come down. This is the, this is, listen, it can't be 205 every week, guys. Jen Herrera is fighting Ben Nigan. Ben Nigan's the guy that knocked out. Uh, uh, what's the Ashley Evan Smith's boyfriend that was talking all that shit? I thought you were just going to say Ashley Evan Smith. <laughs> no, no, well, he was a guy that was like, uh, people accused him of domestic violence. And, oh, right. And, and he has tattoos all over his face. Talking all kinds of shit to Ben Nigan, and he's fighting Gene Herrera. Gene came to my show the night of his fight. And Dan Hooker oh, is yeah. fighting. Oh, yeah. Hangman. The Hangman against Jason Knight. Knight's a good fighter, actually. He has great jujitsu. 
Uh, That'd be off. great if his, if, his, if his nickname was just Cheap. He's a... Uh, Dan Cheap. Okay. <laughs> and Knights... Uh, Jason, $10. That should be his nickname, $10. Dan, $10 hooker. That's hilarious. Knight's a uh, 10... He's a 10th planet guy out of, like, the Midwest or something. So, yeah, it's uh, not a lot of names, but you know what? That doesn't mean it's going to be a bad card. Hey, listen, sometimes that actually could be the best, like, most consistently great fights on a card yeah. because everyone's hungry. Everybody wants publicity. Everybody wants to make a step up. So, I mean, it, you know, ultimately, in terms of pure fight fun, that could wind up being incredible. Now, I don't understand why a lot of people's pictures, though. And there's two fighters on this card who don't have pictures on the website. Yeah, they don't have pictures. Like, you could at least have pictures. You're, you're, you, you sold the company for $4.1 billion. You could at least have the pictures of the fighters. That, that just shows you how far they had to reach to get the. They literally had to reach into the darkness <laughs> and pull from the abyss someone that they can't even. I don't know what he looks like. Well, listen, I think, I, think uh, I, got, I got to take a massive dump. Um, that, boy, our- nothing could end the Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> so, you know what, guys? That late Thursday night dump, I want you to think about MMA Roasted. Uh, let's see where As I'm you gonna... squeeze it out you <sighs> Team uh, Roasted This Wednesday night <sighs> Team Roasted Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday I'm at the Funny Bone In Des Moines, Iowa uh, Then next week uh, Next Friday I'm at Knee Slappers Comedy Club In Whittier, California Friday, <laughs> December 1st I'm in San Diego I got two gigs in San Diego At two bars in San Diego On Wednesday the 7th uh, let me know. I'll, I'll post where that is Uh also, yeah, which is why we had to move your workshop. Yes. Dude, this idiot, Sunday. he goes, oh, no, I am booked. And then I'm like, okay, great. He goes, any other day? I'm like, fine. Tuesday goes, oh, I'm booked. I'm like, what? Look at your fucking calendar. Sunday, uh, December 11th, I'm at the Madhouse Comedy Club in San Diego. Uh, and then I'm in Merced, Merced, California, at Auntie Eagle's Nest, December 22nd. Uh, Auntie Eagle's Nest in Merced, California. Uh, also... Uh, Monday the 26th of December to January 1st, Las Vegas Comedy Club, the Stratosphere. Uh, January 4th to the 11th, Edmonton, Alberta, the comic strip. And then uh, Minneapolis, uh, the 11th to, uh, the 4th to the 15th, House of Comedy in Minneapolis. Uh, that, where are you going to be, Greg? Uh, I already said it earlier in the podcast. Yes. Uh, so, Joe, anything? Nothing, nothing has changed between now and then. Joe, anything? Just follow me on Twitter, Joe P. Comedy, and listen to my podcast, Wean Dog Radio. Yes. If you like our podcast, tip us, tip a fighter. It's Thanksgiving. We'd be thankful for tips. Uh, you guys have been great. Uh, if you want to be sponsored on our podcast, hit me up. And if you want, put me and Greg. We will do a... Yes, a we will two, come to your town. Come to your town. And do a show. Do a show. We'll roast everyone, all your friends. Yes, we do private parties. Yes, we strip. Uh, I go... Now, I, I'm full service. I know Adam is HJ with no eye contact. Yes. Uh, so whatever People you want. really book us for that, so don't even... Don't, don't, <laughs> do, do not even... I do, I do full BFS, uh, boyfriend experience. <laughs> uh so, or Adam, BFE. I do full BFE. Go to adamhunter.com. Uh, thank you guys so much. CB, have a happy Thanksgiving. Take care. Bye.